Welcome to the Nasred Podcast, where Nasred talks about movies, a place where movies are discussed. Fight the power, people. Join yeah. me once again is our chief contributor, Interdimensional Alex. <sighs> Greetings, fellow humans. Welcome once again, my friend. Thank you, sir. Alex, today we did something today. Yeah, we did We did a, a good deed. We did a good deed today. Um, I spoke my piece about how I feel about the immigration stuff that, mm-hmm. that's happening, of the children being separated from their parents yes. at the border. I spit hot fire on my podcast last week, and I did it alone because I didn't want you to get damaged <laughs> from the fire. And yeah. you're here today. We went to a protest to protest the children being separated from their parents. Yeah. I give you the floor. Is there anything you would like to say about it? And, you know, we can no, talk No, no. This, this is just a very... We're going to be looking back upon these times with a sense of awe and wonder. Yeah. And, and I'm going to pretend that someone is listening to this who either has been in a coma for the last five years and is going to catch up, or this is going to be a reminder to those who are listening to this five years from now. Yeah. That... We currently live in a time where it's now okay to separate children from their parents at the border. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I don't, I don't care if this family isn't going by procedure to cross the border. Well, let's all try being in a refugee situation. By the way, yeah. that's why I love. Uh, I have so many thoughts that I can't even. I don't even know where to begin them. But one thing I have noticed, and I've seen this my whole life, dude, and it's part of the mind fuck of this country is the audacity for anyone to talk about proper citizenship and, well, are you a citizen? You know, anyone who says they're a citizen is lucky. They were born here. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You, you might as well be like, you know, it's same thing with male privilege. Well, I'm a man. You, know, you were born with a dick between your legs and everyone agreed you're a boy. Yeah. That's all that happened. Yeah. And same thing with America. You were born on this soil, but... Dude, I don't know who it was in my family line, but some brave European person made the leap to leave their homeland and come over here and probably went through a grueling process like everyone else. Yeah. Or not. It seems like back in the day it was just, hey, are you white? Come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But very, uh, just the audacity of people who were like, who like me, seventh generation, you know, US Americans who were like, well, if they just went through the due process, if they burp, burp. Yeah. it's like, dude, you've never been in a refugee situation where you have to get the fuck out of town. Yeah. You have, there's no time. Your, your kid barely got to get a teddy bear to, to take with him, him or her, you know, just the it's so like hatred is becoming comfortable in this country yeah people are now getting nice and like soggy and cozy on it and just being like oh yeah these immigrants and they're like who are you yeah exactly and and especially if you like some people are even closer to first generation american than they are to say me yeah you know there's some people whose grandparents or parents are not from here. Yeah, yeah. And they had to go through a hard process. And yeah. meanwhile, their fucking kids are just like, well, I think I should be in my country. They're like, no, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this whole notion of, of this is, you know, you are you a citizen and, and you need to go through the whole... Okay, I understand that. But how, like, why people can't even imagine... I, I, most of us, by the way, most of the nation, I think, is horrified by the fact that children have been separated from yeah. their parents at the border. If you're a human being, I would hope that you would feel that. But notice a lot of people, namely the administration running this, are totally okay with that. Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes to build this wall or whatever the fucking diabolical plan is involved. Sometimes, dude, I don't even think it's about a diabolical plan. It's about just simply diabolical acts. It's just like, yeah, 
I get off on causing pain. I like separating children from their parents. I love traumatizing Brown these children. children. Brown, and let's make this specific. If these were Norwegian families coming over, yeah. you'd see a lot of silent, comfortable Americans saying, this is an outrage. What is he doing? These are families. But yeah, no, yeah. these are brown families. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. So many people are thinking that. Exactly. And they won't even say it out loud. They don't even get it. They're just like, ah, it just doesn't, this doesn't concern me. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's a child. Yeah. But it's a brown child and I can't really fit that in my mind. So, meh. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I have been full of vitriol and anger and and grief and just you know i've heard the fact that there's no there's no paper trail on these kids wow there's like they just were snatched and dude i heard recently it was straight up like nazi times they were manipulated away from their parents too see we think it's like i'm separating no no, no. it's like uh sir madam uh your child i can i can just go take them into the you know to take a shower to take right. a bath where did we hear that last time? That's the fucking really concentration camp. Oh yeah, I saw that in a movie called Schindler's List. Schindler's List, where it's like, oh, don't worry, your child just needs a bath, and then they never saw their kids again. Yeah, that is apparently a lot of the procedure. There's some I saw something, Jim Jeffries show. Uh huh. There was a guy who quit just recently because he was working for what would that be? The Department of Homeland yeah, Security, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kids aren't even allowed to hug. He, he witnessed everyone going, no, 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 no hugging, no hugging, no the hugging. Fuck? So they not only have kids in cages, they also aren't allowed to comfort each other. So we want to make sure that all these kids are therefore not unified. There's no community. There's no, you know. Yeah. And he was like, I, I have to, like, I, I, I have to, you know, and, and uh, he was trying to comfort this boy who had been told that, oh, no, you're like, where's my mom? Oh, your, your mom has disappeared. And he's from... Brazil, where apparently if you're told that your parents have disappeared, that that there's only one meaning for that. It means that yeah. they've been killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this kid really believed yeah. that, you know, hmm. his parents have died. No one's... Yeah, it's just, I, I have this terrible feeling that probably more kids than not are going to be growing up in a weird, like, foster... Like, they, they'll never see their parents again. Yeah, the damage has been the done. The damage has been done. So, it, all that being yeah. said... It's horrible. You like you can't even like fathom it. I mean, like I can. The human mind can only get so dark when yeah. you're when you're trying to imagine what's happening here. Yeah. Like I've realized there's a major part of me that's also like re reluctant to read every article I can find because I know I'm just going to be full of yeah, bile yeah. and you're rage. Be steamed. Yeah. So there was a protest today. We did our part. We yeah. went down there with our signs. We had some good messages. Mine yeah. was uh, kind of what everyone's been saying. And I think it's a pertinent phrase, which is no human being is illegal. Yeah. I was uncomfortable with my sign because I didn't think it was that clever. I just wrote, free the kids, you imbeciles. And then in brackets, I wrote, imbecile means stupid, you imbecile. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but I, I think that's great. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we did our thing. You yeah, know? man, like, we did our thing. And, and we were commenting on it too. It was, it was sort of a choir singing for itself. And we're in downtown Los Angeles. And we were saying too, like, you got to be a real brave bigot to be yeah, loud yeah. and proud against this. You'd have to this. be nuts. To yeah, be, you'd have to be yeah. insane to be loudly espousing a, a, a philosophy contrary to what we were espousing today. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of love. There was a lot, definitely a lot of love. We got a lot of good nods from people. We got some good people were pointing at our signs going on. Hey, right your on. sign. Nobody was pointing. Uh, I think one person took a picture of my sign, but it was, and it was so lazily, I <laughs> did it with Sharpie and stuff. It was, this was my first protest. It was your first, it was Nas's yeah. first protest. Yeah. And if I may say how it all came about, you 
mess texted me yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you said. We okay now. Listen, if you're just tuning in, with this, this isn't a radio show; it's a podcast. You're not just tuning in, but right. you saw in the title that we're gonna watch Beastmaster. So you're like all excited about us talking Death about Beastmaster. Uh, sorry, Deathstalker. <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Beastmaster was the other one. That's right? another yeah, one. Okay, okay, another okay. blonde buff yeah. hero. Yeah, but we're gonna watch Deathstalker one and two. We're doing a double feature. Yeah, and the thing is, uh. We, I, I, we were, we were planning on doing this. We were gonna have a Death Stalker day. We we're gonna watch the, you know, two movies and stuff. And then yesterday, you texted me and said there was a protest going on, and you know how I feel about all this, mm-hmm. and I know how you feel about all this. And you said let's go to the protest, and without skipping a beat, I said yes. Yeah. And uh, you know because which good job, man, because a lot of people want to get comfy on a Saturday. They don't want to mess with. Oh, that. trust me, I, 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 I do too. And I'm sure, yeah, 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 and 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 and. Trust me, even when I woke up today, I was like, oh, I think I'd rather yeah. just kind of make a lazy day out of it. But now, don't you feel good? Yeah, now yeah, we I can do. get lazy. Yeah, now we yeah. can smoke all we want. And, and talk about Deathstalker. Deathstalker. Yeah, but I mean, again, I mean, the protest was, it was great. It, it was an awesome thing of when we were doing the march, these people were on drums. Yeah, there was a was, group of, of highly coordinated, tight drummers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it just goes to show you that I think in this day and age, your voice can be heard and yeah. your message can be seen. You just mm-hmm. have to be fucking loud and fucking vicious yeah, about it. Yeah, and I dare say, I like you know what I fucking hate and what I hated was, was said by quote-unquote our side throughout that whole fight against Trump yeah. was the, when they go low, we go high. Yeah. I'm like, no, stop. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, when they get the low, you need to get lower. Yeah, yeah. And I and I know that doesn't sound that sounds like fight fire with fire, but like no, yeah. no, no. They don't listen to grace. They're 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 every time we try to engage them civilly, they're la- they're like, oh, good, you're gonna they're be a an bunch easy of target. Yeah, like yeah. they they don't. It's not. Uh, I get mad at movies that make it look like you can get through to thick people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I was like, oh, good. All you have to do is say the most badass thing and the asshole shuts up. No. I've never seen an asshole shut up in the moment. Yeah. When he has the entire room against him and everyone is like, no, you are wrong. In real life, that person's like, no, you're like, no one ever goes, oh, fuck. You're right. Yeah, you know, maybe Sasha does. Sa- but, let uh, Sasha yeah. in. But um, <laughs> hold on. But Keep yes, warm. <laughs> no, no. But it was it was a good turnout. Uh, we live in we live in a very diverse city, so you know, really, definitely was represented by all walks of life. Yeah. you know, uh, you can like for instance, one case where I think when they go high, you go low. What was it? What the fuck? Was <laughs> when it they in? go low, we go high. Yeah, tell that to the people fighting in the French Resistance when the Nazis. Yeah, invaded. You know, yes, you know seriously. What I mean? like, it's like it's not the time to when be you're, polite. Yeah, that was you know? also well. My whole thing about when Trump, when it really looked like Trump was going to have a very good chance of becoming president. It yeah. was like I, I, it was a tidal wave made out of cheese balls coming <laughs> yeah, our way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all saw it. Yeah. But everyone who was against Trump disagreed on how they were against Trump. And yeah. that pisses me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because to this day, you by the by the time I say white, another group of men go supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in fucking full formation, no planning, nothing. They're just yeah. Yeah. and they're and they are ready. 
Yeah. Then we're like, guys, we got to take on these Nazis. I don't really, I calling them Nazis is unfair. They're right. actually te- like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. we lost our yeah. country because yeah, yeah, yeah. we all disagreed on terms. Yeah. I mean, like real talk yeah. on my last podcast, I've never gone. This podcast, as you may know, Alex. Yeah. It's about love. Mm. We go on and we discuss movies. We have lively discussions about movies. This is not yeah. a this is not a place for me to put any hate or yeah. anything like that. But that being said, the last episode that I did, I was pretty mad. I was pretty hateful even. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, for the people that say when you... I mean, if you haven't heard that last episode, listen to it. It's fucking fire. But, like, I mm-hmm. say really nasty things about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I right. really, I was really mean towards right. her. And I don't feel bad. And yeah. the thing is, with that, when they go low, you go high thing, <laughs> I don't have that luxury. I'm a brown guy. Right. According to this right. administration, I should be in jail or dead or not right. here yeah, or yeah, not yeah. even in America. You're the boogeyman on the poster. Right. Oh, if, if, yeah, to, yeah. to these motherfuckers, this isn't even in my country. And I was born here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's wartime, like I said on the last podcast. Like, it's fucking war. And you yeah. just got to fucking, you know, don't be polite. Don't mm-hmm. be nice. Mm-hmm. Be, use your words. Use your pen. Use all of those things. Use every nonviolent thing at your disposal. But don't be nice to these mm-hmm. people. Be mean to them. You, and and uh, to piggyback on that. Go ahead. I So, Nas and I had a fantastic discussion yeah. a couple days ago where we talked about this. We talked about his very podcast yeah. where I was like... 95% congratulatory <laughs> and there was a little part of me that felt reserved about the things he said about say I fucking hate her too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like oh I can't say that. But when you, and what I loved about our conversation is I wasn't coming at you with any kind of preachy pedantic thing. No, no. Nor did you return the conversation no, to yeah. me with any kind of defensive thing. It was one of the most civilized well here's how I see it situation yeah, yeah, discussions. Yeah. And you made me realize that as impassioned as I am about this, naturally, because I'm not persecuted by the way I look, there's a bit of comfort in me. Even I mean, I'm my heart is boiling with grief and rage over the kids. Yeah. But because I kind of know that they won't come after my family, this isn't, the, this isn't a conscious thing. This is a far-reaching yeah, 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 yeah. dinosaur part of the brain that's just yeah. going... Oh right, I'm not I'm not first on the list yeah. necessarily. I mean, yeah. some of the ideas I might have will yeah. get me blacklisted and all that. But just in terms of they're doing a visual sweep, I'm going to be spared. Yeah, yeah. You know. But that being said, yeah. Part of the reason I think our friendship has flourished really is because of the fact that you know it's your fight too, yeah. and uh, you're an eternal ally in 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 terms of like the struggles of Thank the downtrodden you, and the underdogs of the world and stuff yeah. like that you know like you're a really great guy alex <laughs> cheers <laughs> you know but it was it was well i'm into i like i like the smiling happy village yeah and i grew up watching enough movies where when the smiling happy village is being raided yeah. You got to rise up as a hero. Yeah. Don't join the raid and murder all these helpless. These people are just throwing on a, they have a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and this is what's happening is that we, we're, we're, the great festival has all colors in it too. Yeah. The great grand bizarre festival of the world is yeah. all colors. And then when a group of oftentimes white people or, or just, you know, the, the, the group that figures that they are superior, they come in and they raid that village. I don't know. I, I'm lucky, man. I wasn't raised with any ideology. I'm realizing if you really are raised, like if you're sat down as a kid, you know, I've been I've been reading uh, My Bondage and My Freedom by Frederick Douglass. Uh-huh. And he writes that 
the first seven years of a slave child's life, they leave you completely to your own devices. It's a, it's a good and bad thing. Right. On the one hand, you're not getting whipped. You're not getting thrown around. You're not, you're not being told you are black. Therefore you're a slave. Like no ideology is being put upon you, nor right. at the same time, are you being supervised? Are you getting bathed? Are you getting, you know, you're getting fed ish. But you know, the point is you, whereas the little white boys in some way, are having it worse because they've been born into a world where they're being told every day, okay, I know you like playing with your black friend, but one day you're going to be his master. Right. And a proper gentleman sits this way and wears his vest that way and knows the Lord's Prayer. And 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 he said that like kids had to learn fake stories to impress, you know, this parlor wow. story. It's like, tell them about our trip to Boston. And then the kid had to like re- rehearse some fucking speech to, because you can imagine this, like there's no entertainment can you imagine what kids had yeah, to do yeah. to put on a fucking show for Torture their parents yeah, or like, something. Yeah. yeah just 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 another world anyway i bring that up because a lot of people who are born into quote unquote the pro, you know a lot of white people in this mm-hmm. country they are raised by parents who go now remember you are special you are above everyone this world is yours in fact on top of that if you're a white boy you're told and remember you're a man so women owe you everything and you have to you know i still got the same narrative inheritance that you're going to have just living in this country but luckily i wasn't raised with a with an ideology that told me yeah because you're white you're better than everyone else right i I felt that only because not the better than but i felt the no risk being white yeah because of the world in which i live yeah but not luckily because someone told me and remember don't trust your black you know all these fucking things that yeah i mean i was i was lucky in that regard too because my dad would explain to me, you treat everybody the same. Yeah, you know? like, what, like what, was there any kind of racist vibe to your upbringing? No, yeah, you know no, what I mean. Really, I yeah. mean, and the thing is, I, I grew up in a Persian environment. Persians are pretty fucking racist. <laughs> I mean, really, like I, I've, I've that's so, huh? Yeah, I mean, it. it, it I guess can, everyone's a bit racist. I, you I know, think everybody. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of, I would say, either racism or ignorance or something. We yeah. all got it. It's all kind of built into us. But I mean, it takes a human being to sift through all that garbage and you know find the humanity in other people but no i i grew up like persians have this thing oh the persian race we are such a proud culture and blah 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 blah, blah. and the thing is it's like you look at it and it's like well if white people were saying the same thing it's white supremacy so you you're sort of like Uh what the fuck what am i supposed to think and it's like what i realize in just living is that sure there are cultural differences between us and I feel weird even having to say this because it's retarded. Like, I shouldn't have to say this in, in 2018 in this day and age. Right. There are cultural differences between us, but we bleed the same. Oh, yeah. We're the same. Absolutely. We love, we die, yeah. we live, we, we laugh, smoke weed, we cry. We yeah. watch movies. We get drunk, all that stuff. Yeah. We do all that shit. And yeah. all of the 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 parts of humanity that that are not so great like greed and and uh, viciousness and say or whatever you know just just things that are bad it's this part of the spectrum of the of human behavior there's i i notice like say like people say like the the classic thing is and i'm not jewish but like jews are cheap and it's like yeah. well, no i don't think all jews are cheap yeah. i think <laughs> human beings can be cheap yeah. and people that have hate in their hearts, say for the Jewish people, they put that entire thing on an entire race. Like, oh, you're all cheap and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, stupid. Like, I think some people are cheap, some people are not. Some people that are cheap, they're not Jewish. Some people that are cheap, maybe they're Jewish, who knows? But it's not Anyone can be cheap. It's the epitome of dumb. 
Yeah. Like, it really is dumb. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I never, like, I mean, you know, I told our homie Jesse this, and, you know, like, everything that we learned about the 60s and the 70s and the counterculture movement and flower power and love and this and that prepared us for this moment to, to yeah. really fight all of this, you know, with our words. You know, and, yeah. yeah. You, you know, know I just I, realized, because I always got this sad feeling that the entire hippie movement got killed by the early yeah. to mid 70s and it was sort of forgotten. Yeah. No, in fact, while maybe the massive, the, the way people dressed and the way people, maybe that changed a bit, but anyone getting into the Beatles today or the, or just the, you know, I, I always, I always feel kind of silly when I make the Beatles, the, the benchmark of any fucking cultural yeah, shift yeah, yeah. of the sixties, but yeah. they, you know, let's just use them as a, as a bookmark for yeah. the fact that like, yeah, I love them. So yeah, no, yeah. the Beatles are great. Yeah. They're, they're, they're totally great. And kids who are getting into them today are getting the love message out of it because yeah. the Beatles music is inclusive music. It's yeah, about yeah. everyone coming together and not just, as we all know, it goes from, I love a girl to, I, Practically, George Harrison singing about how he loves his soul. You know, they yeah, got yeah. transcendental. Yeah. And I'm realizing it's not that it died. It's just that these things, the, the message takes shape in different ways. Yeah. And luckily, when it exists as culture, as music, as history, yeah. newer and newer kids get into that and they yeah, understand yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. I think that flower power you know, mentality, which a lot of people tell you at the time it was full of problems and that actually the flower power thing was dying way before the sixties even had ended. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I, I hear that, you know, it started out as everyone like the, the hate Ashbury story is always interesting. It's like everything else. It started out as idyllic and a commune kind of existence and everyone's doing the cool drugs, but then people start bringing in the speed and the heroin and the, anyway, that's why, you should give inherent vice another shot. Because that is what it's uh, about. Yes, yeah, yes it's know, true. It is true. No, it's about the death of the right. sort of hippie, right? Or yeah, the death yeah, yeah, of, yeah. That's why I get and I get it. That's why he is the detective, is the pot smoking kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I think that whole flower power movement, it's good, but you got to mil- militarize it a little bit. I agree. Want, you know? I agree. Because I, one thing I'm noticing is that froofy, dreamy plan. Like, okay, let's talk about Martin Luther King. Yeah. Yeah, he had a dream. Yeah. But he didn't give that speech lounging in a couch with a joint saying, I have a dream. No, yeah. no. He said it risking his life yeah. and th- and millions of other lives yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing, you know, and getting his head beaten in every other week, you yeah. know, and, and like, you're right. Yeah, These seriously. were people who are freedom fighters and they were getting, talk about mobilized, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, seriously, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's time. And listen. Folks, you saw Deathstalker in the title. Maybe you're a little disappointed that we're talking about all this <laughs> politics and stuff. And maybe you don't see it how we see it. To which I say, fuck off! Don't listen to this podcast because we're not, we're not the same. We're not, we're not, I'm not with you. You can skip yeah. all this too and get to the yeah. movie parts if you don't yeah, like listen, it. You gotta... I'll timestamp this one. Yeah. Okay, you know, I'll timestamp this one. I'll put, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll timestamp this one. fine. But Alex, yeah. is there anything else you want to say about this issue before we jump into this? You know, this issue, unfortunately, is going to keep on going. So it's we've gonna, said enough for now. Yeah, it's going to keep on going. And might I say, ever since the last episode of the podcast... I feel comfortable talking about these things behind these microphones with you or yeah, with anybody dude. else. I'm not shy about it. I don't care. I think the fact that I'm really happy. I mentioned this earlier that we got in on the podcast game, you know, a few mm-hmm. years ago and stuff. So mm-hmm. we have developed a pretty decent platform for ourselves. Yeah, this man. fight is ongoing. This this jihad of love that I have is, <laughs> yeah. is, is forever. Wild 7 forever. That's it. That's what I represent. And right now, honestly, 
I'm just artistically kind of fighting for the kids. That that's all I care about, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so let's say you are one of these kids, and let's say it's five years from now. It's 2018 to today. So let's say it's two. That my math is bad. 2023. Yes. 2023. You know, you're 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 you found this movie Death Stalker. Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's put it like this, Alex. Yeah. It's my dream that we open up a video store. Oh okay? yeah. Dude. So let's imagine we have this video store. Yeah. Right. We got this video store and we're two cool guys. We 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 get high at the video store and we we just sit around we talk like Indeed. we do. You know. Indeed. And one day this little kid comes in. Maybe its name is, I don't know. Maria or Luigi or Mario or whatever you know comes this kid in. springs out of a out of an NES system <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. it's a Nintendo kid and uh, the kid says hey uh, okay I'm gonna be the kid you be Alex okay, okay. and imagine right, right. you were talking to me and then this kid sort of just comes up to you and says like okay right right oh yeah no seriously man I don't know what Westworld is doing Mr. Rogers oh hey Hi, Mr. Red. Hi, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Hello, Mario. Hi, my name is Mario, yes. Yes. Mr. Rogers, I want to see a movie with swords and with monsters <laughs> and titties. I was going to say, I, I got something for you, but you can't tell your mom that you're watching oh, no, this no, one. No, no, My mom left me. <laughs> well, that's so sad. Well, I'll tell you what. While these movies will not replace your parents, they will replace your babysitter. Oh. So... You can definitely get on board for these. Now, I, I got to tell you, kid, see, look at this beautiful cover art. Look at this. Doesn't yeah. that look cool? Look at this. Yeah. These, this I'm not oh, going to do the voice you suddenly, yeah. you suddenly aged 30 years, <laughs> yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. No, Kids but what, gone, I, what, yeah. I, what I love, I'm just, I'm reminded, I was about, I was a little older than that kid. I was about 12 years old when I rented Deathstalker, wow. this, this movie. And it, it was not, uh, you know, it was still pretty young, probably a little too young even then to be watching this because what we're about to watch, folks, it's very special to me because in the early 80s, early through most of the 80s, uh, this genre came out, which I guess uh, maybe they did a little bit in the 70s, but it was especially in the 80s, which is sword and sorcery. Right. Not This goes beyond sword and sandal, which is going to be, you know, all those like Harryhausen films and all that. But no, yeah. this is where everything that's between Conan the Barbarian and Game of Thrones, mm -hmm, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. And... After and a Conan had a budget, and it had a big movie scope thing, and I'm directly quoting from a guy who actually hosted these Deathstalker movies at um, Cinespia, I think it was, or no, no, what's it called? What's the Cine 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 Family? Cine Family. Oh, you they, went to see it there? Yeah, dude. They, before they got popped for fucking yeah, stupid idiots, yeah, you fucking morons. This is before that, and maybe this was uh, maybe this was one of those morons. But I remember he said, uh, then Roger Corman saw. Conan the Barbarian said, oh, I can make that for 10 bucks in Argentina. <laughs> so that I like that term because what we're about to see is some cheap, but but a lot of heart right. filmmaking here. Uh, the cover of the first movie is so cool. It looks like it looks like an adult He-Man movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy looks like He-Man. He's muscle bound. He's wearing a loincloth. He's got that blonde kind of bowl haircut, that, that yeah, 80s yeah. thing. He's got the headband. He's got a sword. 
there are these two what look like kind of in the D&D universe as like ogres. They have yeah. these big, you know, maces. They're trying to attack him. They, they have a beautiful princess, you know, trapped. Right. And you, as a kid, you look at that cover. Like, I'm expecting the movie <laughs> to yeah, look yeah, this great. Yeah. And it doesn't. <laughs> and they don't even have those ogre creatures. They have one guy with a pig mask right. on his face. And that's, that's supposed to... the only thing I remember from it, really. <laughs> I've seen, I saw this like two years ago when I was on some sort of sword and sense. Yeah, sword and sorcery kick. Sword and sorcery kick. And uh, and there are so many in the genre. I just I just want to. Can I just quickly list off? Like I remember because I was renting as many as I could find during this time. And they and I knew even then these aren't good. But what they kind of basically, folks, Game of Thrones was many years away. Yeah. And I as a as a young teenager, I thought why don't they have like cool adult oriented like like. Because one thing about all these sword and sorcery movies is that sometimes they're very tongue-in-cheek because yeah. they knew it. They're like, well, we're working with such a low budget. We can't take this seriously. Yeah. But I wanted something which would eventually be Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So until that ever happened, you have great things like there are four Deathstalker movies. The only ones really worth watching are two. Third one, watch with MST3K because they did that. The MST3K yeah, yeah. did their did that for number three and it was fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and then... The Beastmaster, you mentioned yeah, that before. That's yeah. absolutely in the same realm as that. There's uh, uh, the Sword and the Sorcerer. There's um, uh, the Warrior and the Sorceress. That has David Carradine. Yeah. For, you know, what was yeah. the one that we were about to do? It was called well, there's also Goddess or Barbarian Barbar- Queen. Yeah, Barbarian. Yes. Is that one good? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I it's it's utterly one. scandalous and, yeah, and hilarious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so lots of so these movies are. Boobs, boobs, boobs. Yeah. No courtship. Uh, this is when, when Joe Bob Briggs hosted this movie. He said, No words actually spoken by Barbie Benton at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah. of the, all of those movies that you mentioned were from like a certain era to a certain era or whatever. Yeah. Like from like 80s, what, 80s through early 90s, early 90s is where, and then you see nothing going on except for the shows Hercules and Xena, which if you ask yeah, me, yeah. they're very like Death awesome. Soccer. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But they but they really knew that they were comedy, yeah, so yeah. They, they hammed it up. Yeah. So question. Yeah. Did you ever see Willow? Oh, fuck yeah, I saw yeah. Willow. Willow was my jam. And I Willow, I have to say, is one is to me, that's on par with the first Conan, meaning that it was an earnest effort. It has a budget. It, it was, still yeah, looks yeah. good. Yeah. And it's fucking it's great. great. special effects. It, it was, it was uh, do you remember the part where uh, Mad Mardigan, they're in the snow, and he frees Willow, and he like holds his own in a cool sword yeah. fight, and then Willow goes... You are great. Yeah, yeah. And then he does this thing where he twirls his sword yeah, yeah, and then Pratt fall, and he falls in the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, lear- I did that once. Uh-huh. I remember in kindergarten and I made the girl I liked at the time, I made her giggle oh, yeah. by twirling something and then falling on my ass. Yeah. And she thought it was just the greatest thing. And I was like, yeah, thank you, Val yeah. Kilmer. <laughs> thank you, cinema. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, cinema. Yeah, teaching yeah. me a little something yeah. or two. Dude, there, there are some great... Uh, I will say that cinema has a couple times in life taught me something that my own parents couldn't ever necessarily yeah. teach me. You shouldn't act like everyone you've ever seen on screen, but there's a few characteristics of men that I've found. I'm yeah. not going to, not everything, because I, I have noticed it's only going to be in recent films throughout yeah, from yeah, now yeah. where you're going to start to yeah. see men being a little yeah. extra gender conscious yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. But, you know elements of various heroes yeah. of cinema yeah it for doesn't me, hurt to take them on yeah. as your personality like for me it's alex from a clockwork orange 
Totally joking. Folks. I learned all of my courtship <laughs> through him. Yeah, he's a romantic Hello. guy. Come yeah. to with uncle. I'm you, singing in the rain. You <laughs> yeah. are invited. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Alex. Sir. So that's everything you have. Okay. So we haven't watched it yet. No, we haven't seen it yet. We're doing that old format that we did. But we're going to be doing from 1983, Deathstalker, The Last Great Warrior King. Yes. And from 1987, Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans. Do you know the directors? Uh, first one is some guy, John Watson. Okay. Who he revealed in the commentary is not even his real name. And then <laughs> the second one is Jim Wynorski, I want to say, if uh, I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he's done quite a few cult, if you knew of them, kind of, you know, yeah, VHS, yeah, 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 like, yeah. like Chopping yeah, yeah. Mall and things like that. You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And folks, these are Corman movies. You know Corman. If you know cinema, these you are see, Corman flicks. And, and both of these movies, by the way, are using set pieces that you're going to recognize completely yeah, yeah. from both of them because they, they're like, yeah. oh, don't don't tear it down. We could use this kingdom set for yeah, three yeah. more movies. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're either one of our core subscribers or... You just watch Deathstalker and you want to hear something about like people talking about Deathstalker. Well, you came to the right place. I'd be curious how many of you even maybe saw the first Deathstalker. Because I think the only one that made it to theaters was the first one. Oh, yeah. I'd love to know if any of you are old enough to have seen that when it first yeah, came yeah. to theaters. And if any of you are about you know our age or younger, the, well, the 30-somethings us. and 20-somethings, yeah. email us. Because I'd love to know. Yeah. I, I remember for me, I got heavily into these movies before... It was really cool to be in these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to get my friends at school to watch them with me, and they were just kind of like, what, what is this? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yo, I know it's bad, but yeah. it's like fun bad. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like Godzilla yeah. bad, yeah, you know? Yeah. So if you yeah. haven't seen it at home, I would suggest when we go away, when you hear the little music, elevator music thing yeah. that I put on, when we go away, it's probably on YouTube. It's probably on Roger Corman's channel and there might be or something. something. I it won't be the hardest thing to yeah. watch these movies online. Yeah, check it yeah. out. Smoke a fat joint so it's bearable Please. in case you don't like it. Oh, and uh, also no, uh, this is super pre PC, super pre Me Too. I love they're, it. They're, this is all. Uh, the women, even when they're put in a heroic position, well, still gonna, are in a compromising yeah. we're, position. We're we'll gonna, put it that way. We're going to look at that with hypercritical eyes, Alex. That's right, because we are evolved men. And it's a new day. That's right. That's right. I mean, okay. that's right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anything else before we jump right into it? I'm going to pack uh, the bowls and do think, the thing. Yeah, I think it's time to, to pack a bowl. I'm trying to think if there's a quote from these movies that wouldn't give it away, but might kind of sail us okay. into... Uh, I will just say... Th- this doesn't give anything away, but I'll say, watch these movies with us and get the three powers and you will be... The power. So I guess the kid returns the video, and then I tell the kid, great, get lost. I want to have an adult conversation with Alex about it. I'm uncomfortable with kids when their parents are not around, as I'm sure you are. Uh, absolutely. Get lost, kids. Get out. Get out of here. Stay. Where the hell are your parents? My, Why'd they let you watch yeah, Deathstalker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My only advice is stay away from opiates. Scram. Get okay. Amscray. What a fucking double feature that was. Thank mm-hmm. you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this. I had 
Okay, I know. I remember the pig man. That's all I remember. I don't remember any. I don't remember nothing from the rest of it. Everything was new to me. That was amazing. Yeah, right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for joining me in my in my nostalgic journey of of strange content. Yeah, yeah no, it, it had everything. And I, yeah, I do believe the seeds of the Me Too movement were planted in Deathstalker. <laughs> oh God, you know. it's it's awful. It, it, it's watching it now. There are some moments where I was just kind of cringing a bit. Yeah, and just thinking about how twenty or so year, years ago when yeah, I saw these yeah, for the first yeah. time, I was just kind of like, wow, this is this is yeah, great. Yeah. It's of course appealing always on a sort of base level, all the skin that you see in it. But uh, there's a I don't know an evolved part of me that just had me sort of watching it with a more mindful eye. Yeah. But I still had a blast because there's there's there were items that that I that were hitting me on a mythological level. Right now, I can just totally picture you, young you. Yeah. Watching these, you got to tell me. Okay, you saw the first one. I, I'm going to grill you, okay? You, grill. You, okay, you saw the first one. How old were you? I'm like 12. Okay, and yeah, you, yeah. you... Oh, and I first hated it. Oh, yeah? Because it was confusing. As you as you could tell, it's like, wait, what? What's the... why? The, a staff turns into a snake? Right, and right, then, right. Yeah. And it wasn't quality fantasy, like, by the standard of Willow at that time or something. Right, because I was already used to Willow, Conan, and Beastmaster. Right, which are so. high quality. Yeah, even they're Beastmaster, definitely, even, say. oh no, absolutely, the first Beastmaster, actually, I think yeah. all of them had a pretty decent, yeah, you know, yeah. budget, but yeah. So mm-hmm. you watch this, how long before it starts going into rotation, how, and also, side question, how long before you watch the sequels? So, good question, so I see the first one. Okay. And I had actually, the first time I ever saw it, I think, was, believe it or not, at a blockbuster. Right. And I was like, ooh. And I was, at that point, even younger. And my mom kind of gave it a once-over and sort of got the idea that it might be very skin-heavy. Right. What was the rating? It was R, right? Or what did it even As have? As I recall, it didn't even have a damn Did it have rating. one of those weird stickers that said... Uh, parental nah this is one of those sort of yeah. unsupervised okay. generations okay. right there where it's so, just like this is just part of the fantasy and sci-fi yeah, section yeah. or and something. you were how old when you saw it when i first deal? saw it i feel like you know i got that one and fire and ice kind of coexisted in my mind because of the cover art the cover art is very similar now describe one is Fre- frazetta and the other one is vallejo yeah, yeah. and for the people that don't know what that even style is describe yes. it okay like, so one must remember these death stalker movies have and what a name too by the way death stalker it's perfect one word it's just like what yeah um to they have uh, uh this incredible artwork which i'm looking at right now you should check it out folks the name boris vallejo b-o-r-i-s-v-a-l-l-e-j-o yeah um, I, bl- I want to say an Argentinian painter. Mm-hmm. Someone fact checked me on the nationality. But anyway, yeah. he does these incredible, basically beautiful warriors. Like, absolutely fit, gorgeous, naked, nearly naked warriors. Yeah. And usually up against amazing monsters, dude. They're, these covers don't really show you the monsters, but have you ever seen like the extent of his work with like minotaurs and dragon things? No, and I mean I'd love wolf to. Wolf creatures. He's done some incredible art, all like seventies, eighties, nineties, and onward. And yeah. it's usually just very um, obviously like model warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful bodies. It's a, it's a style that when, especially when you're a kid and you see it, 
and you especially know that say there's a movie behind it or there's a comic book or something like that yeah. it completely captures your imagination yeah it, it did it did and that was enough because what happened was what you see if you're expecting something to match the paintings yeah is is sort of a, and notice also in part two there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek yeah yeah, yeah. It's oh a, yeah it's aware that it's a silly yeah. movie one and i gotta actually give it credit it actually kind of has it tr- it's trying to be a plot it's trying to have kind of like a this is the hero's journey and like right. there are stakes involved and there's death all around yeah. and gore and we have to it's a brutal world and all you know yeah. it, it it didn't quite have the sort of self-aware hilarity that part two had you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. so um Mm, oh shit i got all spun out here what was i'm remembering oh part part two was self-aware yes but before that anyway yeah um i will say this it is i mean we have done an episode on conan and Mm -hmm. conan the you know conan one and conan two you're talking about the 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 images how it plays on a child's mind how right so when i first saw that movie i thought it was dumb but the the damn cover art just stuck with me and i also, this is a blessed time too. You know, my I, <laughs> I would say the origins of my interest in acting, or and whatever that means, by the way, whether it means I'm, I'm on a stage or I'm doing something with my voice yeah. for a podcast or for a uh, an audiobook or something, yeah. or or just or or film, whatever. Yeah. Um, there, there was a curiosity and a play of becoming these heroes dude i i was yeah uh between like the age of like nine and 12 i would go out into the woods of where my grandmother lived these this incredible wilderness out there and i would straight up fight the monsters of my mind and i would find like the coolest artistic and plastic swords that i could find and uh and my cousin bless his heart he and i both played these games and we didn't fight each other there's this like dumb stereotype of boys attacking each other yeah, with yeah, swords yeah. we were like no 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 we're we're like both taking on the darkness yeah and the cool thing about being that age is both of you are seeing the exact same monster yeah, and you yeah, didn't yeah. even have to talk about it yeah, Just, yeah. well there it is and then we attack it yeah it's was, it was fucking amazing those days so so coming out of that childlike play mm-hmm. and getting into my early teens and curious about women <laughs> it yeah, all yeah. comes together into these Deathstalker yeah. movies terrible terrible example of any kind of courting or flirting yeah don't look at these movies as a guide <clears> on <throat> how to treat women at all it's fucking reprehensible yeah. in, in both of them i mean there's a little more comedy but even in part two he says ordinarily i don't mind seeing a woman get a good beating if she deserves it like oh what wow. this is a funny <laughs> yeah, line yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. you know so when he said that i was like what what <laughs> and, and and then you know based on his, he's a shit talker so yeah. and by the way that's the funny thing too just to to state this the protagonist is changed the casting of the protagonist is yeah. changed he's kind of a man of few words kind of a big lug but with kind of philosophical weird moments in Deathstalker yeah. one in part two he's a yeah. different physique and he's a shit talker yeah in in part one his vibe is kind of <clears> like this 
kind of yeah. like he, you know, he talks like this, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then in yeah. part two, he kind of talks like this, like everything is yeah. smiling, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like look at that directional change yeah, yeah, they made. Yeah. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I wonder. I'm very. I would love to ask these guys at some point and be like, so why didn't they stick with you for part two? I like to talk to like the first one, yeah, because yeah. he comes back in four. Really? Yeah. So he's there in one. And then you have your shit-talking guy in two. Yeah. Then you have a whole different guy for part three, who I think is very charismatic, but three is plagued with a terrible-ass script and just and not nearly... The fight scenes aren't amazing, but they're fun and they're yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, which, one the is, first... which one is the worst out of all of them? Uh, it's probably going to be... I'm going to say four because yeah. it's just like half of it is you know whatever this production company just rehashing you you saw a few recycled scenes from, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah in part two there's a lot of part of part one that gets recycled in yeah. it in part four dude uh if one thing it's the same plot all over again that very same blonde death stalker has yeah. to go to what a tournament being held by who right an evil queen right. and half the tournament battles in there are ripped from part one oh, it's yeah. just like what are you doing yeah yeah, yeah. That one also has just as equally disappointing. That one has a great cover where Deathstalker is being attacked by these like wolf-headed humanoids. Mm -hmm. So like the bodies are human, but their heads are like these ferocious wolf creatures. Right. And of course, he's got the you know <laughs> scantily clad warrior women next to him, and he's there with like knives, and he's like in mid. I'm gonna stab this wolf-headed guy. So I'm like, oh, four yeah, is gonna yeah, be yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. No. yeah. It's just a dude with like a furry wolf mask on and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. terrible sword fighting. Yeah. Oh, anyway, focusing on on the classics, the good stuff. I think we did right by just doing one and two because they they yeah. have a sort of cohesion that is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, and I told you, I could have, I still have the movie watching constitution to have done all four. Well, like, <clears throat> watching those two, I loved them. I really yeah, did. Man. I I will say. As a not as individual films, but as a double feature experience, I would give it an ice cream sundae. Right? Hey, hey, you know hey, what hey I, mean? I like, will join you on that. If I saw yes. this at the Beverly, I would have just creamed my jeans. You know well, what I mean? Like it's just it's, I, when they did this at the Cine Family thing, I they definitely did. It was it was one fifteen minute intermission, yeah, followed, and then part two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you think? That's weird because do you think that those idiots at Cine Family, they watched that and they were like, "Hey, that's how you treat women," and now they're fucked and nobody. You I know, likes I remember it. the 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 MC for that night was like, "Just a warning to everyone: Deathstalker never asks, he takes." Oh yeah, uh -oh. as sort of like a reminder that these movies are, are like a little triggering. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that being said, yeah. uh, I will say the guy in the main guy. What's his name? His name is Deathstalker. Right. Yeah, well, the the character name. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think Stalker... I know. I I think I'm nerd enough to know their their real names. Yeah, He's yeah, Richard yeah. Richard Hill or Rick Hill. Okay. Play, yeah. For Deathstalker yeah. in Deathstalker Two is yeah. marginally more likable than Deathstalker in Deathstalker One. However, yeah, they are both douchebags. <laughs> like they they are just different degrees of like on yeah. the spectrum of douchebag. Right. You know. Right. 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 Like the one in the second one is a little more easier to get along. He's with, he's guess. kind of like dirty in yeah. one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. when? Uh, so what? I'm curious about your notes. Oh, let me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I was taking notes, folks, because I I you know I wanted see, to... see, and you folks need to understand, like. <sighs> 
I got weirdly obsessed with these movies, not because they were great, but because of what they could be. And I didn't realize because of their that, potential. Well, wouldn't you th- agree that this is like Game of Thrones is this done way better? Yeah, with with interesting, much deeper characterization, but still plenty of sex. Yeah, and still plenty of skin. Yeah, but all and and sorcery. Yeah, but done way better. Yeah, with with you know just it's limited to its budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like at the time they were sort of like, well, we're gonna actually. <laughs> I remember even in middle school, a friend of mine, when watching these movies with me, was like, well, you know why there's all these, like, you know, so much nudity is they, yeah. they were like, how can we make a movie where we can basically show a lot of boobs? Yeah, oh, and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, olden times. That, that that's <laughs> We can just say that's how it was. Yeah. And there was a lot of titties. A lot the- of titties yeah. which is which i love titties as much as the next yeah, person who i'm down loves for titties. titties i'm always down for titties i always but i i don't know, I sound like such a square but like you do that with a phenomenal fucking plot with yeah, interesting yeah, yeah, character yeah, twists yeah, yeah. two wins wins over a little bit for me because it is just so silly mm-hmm. uh but one has like i get the feeling in one that like oh, was there some abuse on the set there were uh, yeah there were parts where it gets a little uncomfortable and definitely on pc towards women and you know we yeah. do not uh, condone that on that pod on this podcast no no no, no 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 definitely no. not i yeah. mean look 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 i get it because i'm not uh, the world is on many levels there's a part of me that is base male yeah me too fucking just like some lurking shadow not to make it sound too creepy but (laughs) something lurking isn't a creepy word yeah just no no but i feel like just like the base nature of skin and just like and then the sort of what we might i guess you might say the evolved part of you the gentleman part the gentleman part yeah, yeah the kind of the part that just has lived a little bit and goes oh yeah well but that's also just like it's pure fantasy and it's and and at times it's like oh yeah right all right here's where people who can't pay attention to even baseline plots or <laughs> something yeah, for yeah. you all you yeah, know something yeah, right yeah, here yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah see, but anyway yeah nudity doesn't offend me it offends me when someone's humanity is denied in some way if that makes Ooh. any sense you know what i mean like like if i well, see it's was it as rapey in part 2 as it part, is in part well, 1 here's the thing yeah part 2 the big difference between part 1 and part two is the woman whom we're both in love with. What's her oh, name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Her name is Monique Gabrielle. Okay, Monique Gabrielle. Yeah. When you're watching part two, mm-hmm. you completely love her. She's wonderful. Her acting is not great. But, Yet, but that's part of it. It's part of it. Exactly. <laughs> it's very charming. And yes. uh, at, when I was watching it, I was like, man, if we were back in those days and me and Alex both met her... It would be horrible because like we're friends and and I'm and I started thinking I don't want a woman to ever get in between me and Alex our friendship you know what I mean oh, and, yeah, then, no, and then we would no, have no. to duel and then I, and then I thought this I was like I would I would let you have her because you're the better man Alex you're a good guy oh you stop know? and I, and then I would move to an island by myself well you know it, the world is far too broad for us to be into the same person at the same That's time true, when, Alex. That, when that happens when people have that happen I'm like y'all are living a too secluded life you need to yeah. you need to make right. yeah. wider orbits in yeah. your daily life because yeah anyway. but then those fears were stopped. When you find out there's two of them. That, that's very true. Yeah. She, yeah, there's her and her evil twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Before moving on to two, let me ask you, if you could tell, if I ask you, okay, what's one about? If you could sum up <laughs> what the plot is for Deathstalker 1. All I could say is that 
there's a heavy ripoff of Enter the Dragon. Yes. Like, it, it, right. I, there's I w- a tournament right. of all the best fighters, and there's an evil... Instead of an evil monk dope yeah. fiend dealer, he actually he's not a fiend because he's the... As we learned from Breaking Bad, you never do your own product. You just, you know, make that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get yeah, high on your own supply. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So instead of being sort of, you know, a crime boss, he's a wizard. You're right. right. It's yeah. the, instead of kung fu warriors, it's yeah. now, you know, and bit of western, no? Much, yeah, yeah. A bit yeah. of spaghetti western, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. like just you know gratuitous, crazy, you know, explosive yeah. violence yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like I mentioned when we were watching it, like the th- the line between a movie like this, like a sword and sorcery movie, and mm-hmm. a spaghetti western is only it's just magic. Like the only yeah. thing that separates is, is, right. is magic and guns. Pretty much, magic is accepted in sword and sorcery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can have halu- although then to me the marriage of the two worlds in a way even though it doesn't really have sword and sorcery but el topo i always thought oh yeah there was something to it that i thought yeah this is like yeah death Stucker done very well yeah but in anyway. answer to your question yeah. if you weren't there telling me what was going on i couldn't tell you what the <laughs> fuck was going on because like yeah confusing well first of all in the beginning you have four and you know you're also hoping for like monsters right you're yeah, like yeah. you're always hoping in these movies especially when you're younger like i hope there's some monsters and that's yeah. you know uh oh that was always my hope yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like like there i hope there's like one of the most disappointing things about part three is part three is called death stalker and the warriors from hell uh-huh so i'm expecting an undead army i'm expecting like full-on give me zombies yeah and Let's put it this way. The zombies that you saw in part two in that graveyard scene was like epically longer than the actual undead action you get in part three, which is titled The un- the Warriors from Hell. Yeah. yeah like, come yeah. on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, you have these weird mutated faced people in the beginning yeah. who, who try to rob one guy of his loot which is in the form of a human woman yeah. and gold yeah but then he ditches that to only have death stalker show up which by the way i fucking i don't know why it cracks me up that when we see our hero because the guy who's running away who's like who's who's not a good guy to begin right with, and he's getting chased by not good guys yeah is about to get killed so he tries to get a horse which is death stalker's horse and he comes out and at the very crescendo of the music when it stops he just goes that's my horse Wait, let me tell you again without the breaking of my voice. <laughs> That's my horse. Yeah. And, I, and and yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, and then be- why is that so funny? <laughs> yeah. Before he kills him, doesn't he say something to the effect of "Looks like this isn't your gonna be your day"? Or yeah, yeah, like, this yeah, is not yeah, your yeah. day. Well, as soon as the guy when he throws his dagger into the yeah. dude killing him, and as he's on his dying breath, he says, "This just isn't your day, is it?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. The dude that plays Deathstalker in the second one again. A, a, a bit more charismatic than the first dude, I would say. He, he's they're going for the stoic, brute, and kind of cynic. Right, right. They're both good now for for the first one. But yeah. I agree, and 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 he's like. The older I get, it's like, ah, I don't know. This is sort of an unsavory dude. This is actually a guy who's just not really... Yeah, there's something... He doesn't have any charm to him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not totally likable. Yeah, not really that likable. Yeah. And so, 
the, tell me about the scene where he gets to so you get the sense that he's a dude who's on his own time he he sees a deposed king who's like please get my daughter from the castle and he establishes yeah. some some feather dusting of the plot there's Munkar, the evil wizard has my daughter yeah yeah and deathstalker says uh oh, i'm i don't he has a cool line in there where he goes, and I think you made a note of it with ch- uh, uh, grease chicken fingers. He's licking his right. Damn- he started licking his fingers. Fingers. And then I wrote. Yeah. Hold on, let me check my notes. Licks fingers. <laughs> yeah, licks fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did this. Stu- he's just all. He has no shame. That does start with <laughs> heroes and fools are the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which reminds me of a quote from the second one. Yes, which was I would. You say it. I think he says, I'd rather be an obscure thief than a, than famous. a famous fool. Yeah. Which is my yeah. own I'd rather be an obscure thief dog than, you know. Than, yeah, 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 you know, like, fool. Um, yeah. You brought up something very interesting, mm. which is that something like Game of Thrones is this, or even Lord of the Rings, is yeah. this done to its maximum effect, let's say. You right. Know? Like, it, it's it's this done right, it's this done with a proper budget, it's this done, this and that. And with kind of, yeah, I think what what's missing exactly is sort of the time to consider who these people are. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of don't know much about Deathstalker, and yeah. we can't really like him either. He's paper thin. Except for just like, oh, this, and what's funny is, I think the first time I saw this, even as a 12-year-old, I was sort of nettled by him. But you then compromise in your mind, and especially when you don't have Game of Thrones yet in your life, you're like, "Well, this is the best we can do." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, well, we'll just we'll 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 just kind of say, I guess he's the hero, right? So I'll just yeah, kind of yeah. go with that. Yeah. But it is there is a Clint Eastwood's character was kind of the same way. There's an anti-hero, the person who doesn't give a shit. He yeah. doesn't actually go out of his way to help the helpless. Yeah, yeah. He's just sort of. But it's a weird thing because for some reason, say what was that one that I saw it last summer? High Plains Drifter. Mm-hmm. Is that the one where Clint Eastwood kind of rapes a chick? Dude, almost? he fully rapes a chick oh, in does? the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah. of okay, the okay. movie. Yes. It's a weird thing. That he, him as a performer and as an actor and as a character in that can kind of get away with it for for whatever reason. Uh huh. You're with yeah. him, and yeah. I'm not saying you're with him. I watch it and I'm shocked. I'm like, no, what no, the no, fuck? no. You but know, also because like, he's a, he's a brutal fucking dude who right, comes right, into right. town. He's a killer, basically. Yeah. So yeah. we can kind of accept that. Yeah. But yeah. then like another actor plays it and it's like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. What a dickhead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I guess, I guess, I guess. So. But I didn't hate Deathstalker. I just, you know, no, no, no. I agree. But it's, it's, it's in. Ineff- I think the point is, is ineffective storytelling. Or you need to get okay. But why? Why yeah, is yeah. he brutal like this? Show us. There's that weird point where he's in the cave and he reverts to a child for a couple frames. Do you Which remember was that? The <laughs> biggest what the fuck moment of the movie, really. <laughs> Like, what's going on? What? So, let me see if I can break this down, because I used to watch this movie a lot. <laughs> he sees a witch in a hut, and she tells him, Hey, Deathstalker, you can be the greatest warrior that ever lived, because there are three powers that you need to collect. The sword, the amulet, and the chalice. Mm-hmm. The evil wizard has the chalice and the amulet. If you get the sword, you'll be well on your way. And he's like, oh, enough riddles, all right? And you're like, she didn't tell a riddle. She just told you what's up. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. So, so he goes and gets uh, the sword from a weird sort of troglodyte creature in his little hood. And then and then in that moment, Deathstalker, by the way, takes on like a giant or some kind of cave troll or some kind of thing. Uh-huh. Defeats that creature. 
And then the old, weird, strange goblin creature in the hood tells him, I can, I, I have the sword, yes, but I can only be led to freedom by a boy who is not a boy. So you're like, yeah. oh, right, that makes sense. And then he says, there's a power in this sword. You can set me free. And he yeah. holds the blade. And then this big light comes. And basically, our hero, who's an adult male, suddenly becomes <laughs> a child. A child. Yeah. Probably about my age when I was watching it for the first yeah, time. Uh, uh. And then he goes out the hut with the little goblin creature. The little goblin creature falls into the water yeah. and then becomes a real as he was before a man yeah. and then dust Dogger turns back into an adult yeah. so that makes a lot of yeah. sense right yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the goblin creature i've seen old people that look like that goblin creature oh yeah not to, not to sound mean but not like, n- nor i yeah, nor i but yeah. i'm I, uh, but hey man you know, what are you gonna do and they were always mean old people so i don't care i know? definitely w- would have characterize this though as a goblin i wouldn't have said he looks like this old person that i once saw like like (laughs) definitely that's i would but would you say okay yes it's not lord of the rings or game of thrones level but as more time goes on and time is kicking everybody's ass in light in the universe as Mm -hmm. it does everybody it's merciless as time goes on would you say that time dignifies it as an art piece of like not just a sword and sorcery thing but of this was a movie from the you know what i mean like i i think i think so i think people will take umbrage with the scenes that are in question there's definitely some there's a lot of rapey things that happen yeah that's gonna be kind of probably grilled over time well, not probably will be most definitely yeah however the it does i think it does belong in a sort of Subgenre that must be acknowledged that bef- especially if you everyone likes game of thrones dude all of these movies are basically bad game of thrones yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's it's you have the kings the queens you have the sorceresses the sorcerers mm-hmm. you have the the some undead people you have you know uh, uh tournament battles you have gratuitous violence with blades it's the same thing but yeah, just yeah. without the stakes so I think I think it has become a little more dignified. You can certainly if I in the nineties when I was talking about this, I had to say, Oh, it's a sword and sorcery thing and I was like, Oh, that's an eighties sort of genre piece thing. Right. Now I could say, Oh, it's Game of Thrones, but really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, listen. <clears throat> this might even lead to our first disagreement on the podcast, Alex. And just oh, just so you know We haven't had uh, one already? No. We might have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're generally pretty, pretty mm. friendly towards each mm. other. You know, I've, I've told you our friendship is important for world peace. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, let's say you and I, mm. we traveled back in time, okay? Uh-huh. And we were running Roger Corman's studio for him because he had to go to space to to, to handle business with aliens or some shit. I don't know. It's, 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 we're <laughs> in a universe. Yeah, we're in a universe where time travel is possible, and, uh, yeah. so that's possible, you know. So we're running the studio. And we reached the date where we got a sort of green light Deathstalker. Ooh. And we got to sort of do everything. And uh-huh. now we can do things a little differently. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I would be of the position that all that problematic rapey stuff, all the titties, all the everything. Yes. We keep it because we need to make money. <laughs> and... What what would your position be? Would hmm. your position be let's even PC it up and and be a little more thoughtful about it, or would your position be no? We got a marketplace to satisfy. 
we got to keep the titties and the and the and the problematic material. I think with me, and this is the the point is we've time traveled. Like we know yes. we're we're a we're a woke as woke as can be yeah. generation yeah. going back in time. And we okay. would send Donald Trump to therapy so he's fine. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, let's see. <clears throat> you know, I don't want to uh, deny the 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 pleasures of of skin as right. i as i keep calling it what i think i would then implement is okay fine yes we can we can do that there need to also be also you don't kill lana clarkson which by the way rest in peace this yeah. is the person who also you who, would, yeah you would warn her about phil Spector. i would absolutely I'd, oh my god can you imagine that was that's exactly what i do at all yeah, time yeah. i'd be like listen something's gonna happen where you're gonna be in in 2000 like the early 2000s you're gonna go into i know yeah right phil Spector. like great he, yeah. he's done some amazing sounds right okay don't go to his house don't ever yeah don't yeah. ever yeah just just don't yeah i would just say to her you know how phil Spector seems kind of odd to you and then yeah. that would lead to my warning. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, you know like, he's kind of odd. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's just the the tip, and I mean the tip yeah, yeah, of the yeah, iceberg. Yeah, 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 Be yeah, careful. Yeah. Run, Lana. Let me touch your boobs. There's yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> run, Lana. Let me touch your yeah, boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen you on the hickory. My rag trail. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway. Yes. Um, Deathstalker. What a double feature. But yeah, what, absolutely. More, oh, more. oh, yeah. Well, I was just saying I would probably implement you have to have characterization. You have to, you, first of all, you have to flesh out this flesh dude. Yeah. yeah this yeah. big, beefy Deathstalker guy. Fine. You look great. Love it. I even keep the blonde wig. It's awesome. Now, we have to find some kind of vulnerable scene, something where he has to kind of like change his ways or not yeah. change but sort of alter himself he realizes he's been kind of a brute taking shit and then he yeah. learns how to ask let's say because when he when he rescues the princess at the end you're like well when have they had any time to really get to know each other yeah, for this yeah, to be yeah. important you know yeah so i think it's like okay you can do all that you can do all the stuff that's going to sell on a kind of just base visual level on a yeah. sexual visual mm. level because Game of Thrones kind of, I think, did that. But you have noticed far less nudity than... Remember seasons one and two, let's oh, say? Yeah. Every episode had frontal nudity yeah. just because it could be done. Yeah, yeah. And that became less and less of a of a, of a focus. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to be a party pooper, but I have this sort of like... Yeah. I hear audiences in my mind, and if I hear too many dudes in my mind going, yeah, I go, no, 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 yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. go towards that. But, um, well, see, that's, but sex is beautiful. And I, and what if it was more like the, what I would ask is, okay, guys, we, this guy did a cover art for us. So I'll yeah. do this movie and we'll throw in all the, the nudity you want. But we have to make it look like these posters here. And we need right. to have beautiful warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Don't kill off Lana Clarkson's character. Did you know she was trying to do the right thing? She was trying to rescue Barbie Benton away from everyone. She was about to leave the castle, leave Deathstalker behind, leave all these fucking men behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. Lana Clarkson's character was yeah. going to do good stuff, and then yeah. she gets killed. And that wasn't made clear at all. I, I'll, I, I would also urge, that if you and I are in charge of this... yeah. In fact, I just step in and direct it myself. <laughs> I write it. I write it. You can direct yeah, it. And like, I'd be like, yeah. "Come on now, don't really make those stabs like clear on camera, yeah, so we know yeah, who's yeah, getting yeah. killed." But and also, yeah, yeah. if someone told me, "Okay, I would be sensitive to this." Okay, if someone told me, 
No, it's Alex. You, by the way, you guys are doing great running this studio. It's amazing. <laughs> we, our profits are up. Our profit margins are incredible. I love it. Um, they said, look, the market for this is teenage boys and younger even. Right. Let's take out the titties because maybe some five-year-old kid, it would, it would, it, it's too much. You know what I mean? Like, like a five-year-old right. kid doesn't need to see titties per uh-huh. se or whatever. I would say, okay, but we have to up the violence. Like the violence has to be blood sprays more. And speaking of blood sprays, uh, the, the jam, shut up, Sasha. The, the jam blood spray, which was uh-huh. used twice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. I would say, I would say, okay, well... If you if there's not going to be any titties and there's not going to be any like wild crazy violence that that boys love, then who the fuck are you making this movie for? Right. You know what I mean? Right, I right, would right, just right, do right, that. Right. But yeah, yeah, I I got it. I got the perfect thing. Okay, you please keep the nudity. Yeah. But here's what you have to show the difference. You have the scenes where everyone's taking and grabbing, and it's like yeah yeah right. Yeah. But through Lana Clarkson's character you start to realize, oh, there's a difference between just grabbing shit because you're a dude and you're in the mood. Yeah. And uh, and then the comparison where women of their choice and volition and power, you know, make themselves vulnerable yeah. and naked to someone. And believe it or not, they're kind of, at least as far as consensual scenes go, Lana Clarkson gives the nod and the go-ahead to Deathstalker and by the fire there's that lovely... Yeah, love making scene yeah. that yeah, they have yeah, yeah. and that's the thing man i'm not against it but i think what now makes me squeamish is that there's a lot of um and this is just it's not just this movie it's a, it's our history of movies where they show that this is a world where it's a bunch of grab women that you can just grab and do whatever you want to. yeah, yeah. and you can even start that way and then she'll come around like like his sidekick does he just grabs a woman and then she eventually because he's comparatively nicer than the other ones she's you know is like yeah, all right yeah, yeah, all right yeah, that's yeah. my lover I'm, yeah go ahead no this is just saying like to conclude on that thought uh showing like I dream of a world, and it's not just for the boy, the young boys learning this. This is for us adults who didn't get good things. Like, show me the the ju- like get to the nudity. Show me like the wow, oh my god, that body, and teach me in the movie how to really be a true hero. Yeah, who to can women. to women who where where you do have full access to everything you've ever wanted to see and experience on a woman's body. Yeah. Because you earned it, yeah. not because you took it. That's the thing. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, man. and and I'm just as squeamish as you about that stuff <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm just like I'm thinking as a I producer. I didn't used you know, to be, which is odd. I of honestly, and I know from the things that I put out artistically, especially my you know yeah. motion picture thing, you know, right. Debbie and the Devil. People think they're surprised when I say stuff like this, but like I used to be profoundly disturbed by violence in movies, especially violence towards women. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, just because yeah. I always felt bad for their family. I didn't know. I mean, I knew they didn't, they didn't have families, but I would think right, in the story, they course. have a family or something. Yeah. And then especially with women, when I would see women, like for the longest time, A Clockwork Orange, I avoided it because it just oh, seemed yeah. so rough. And I watch it and I've seen it a number of times. I love that movie. Right. But it's still very rough. Yeah. No, no. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? And no, I, I think a lot of people kind of, yeah. you know, when people criticize, if you want to criticize Deathstalker, that 
puts you in a dangerous area because then what's where's the line like wh what's to stop you from criticizing a, a a piece of work like a clockwork orange which by a lot of accounts is an amazing piece of cinema right you know what i mean yes. and you uh said that if you had the the control of the death stalker franchise you yeah. would do something and if we were back in time i would do it do you know what i'm referring to go again making death stalker a oh well a woman yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i would do that in a heartbeat well that's what you kind of get with Barbarian Queen. Yeah. See, Barbarian Queen is the story where Lana Clarkson is part of like a sort of tribe of Amazon warriors and she's about to marry her man of choosing and he gets kidnapped to be put into like slave gladiatorial matches by the main bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole village is raided. They, they capture all the men. So it's her quest to find her lover. Yeah. In a... <coughs> God bless you. Thank you. In a in a uh, in a brutal uh, world where she has to get fucking badass and kind of kill Bill her way through a bunch of men to oh, yeah. to rescue her sister and her husband. Yeah. See, I gotta watch that. See, yeah, that I, one again, is a I, lot could, of fun. I could I could watch the other two easily. You know what hey, I mean? Man. I but, mean, yeah. But I mean, like that. That's the one thing that I think of as as a possible. Um, impetus to have another because I, I i do toy with the idea of doing a death yeah, stalker yeah. follow-up movie yeah, yeah, yeah. that that lampoons and nods to all the previous ones and also as a woman as yeah. the protagonist which yeah. one was the one that just basically ripped off a fistful of dollars that's not related to the death stalker series however it uses a lot of the same set pieces because they just they had the set around all those oh, really? inner those, all those interior shots of the castle they're all in the warrior and the sorceress because oh, yeah. they were just it was basically made a year after death stalker yeah. one that's called the warrior and the sorceress oh, oh i see i see okay that's cool. the one that is almost scene for scene or certainly plot point for plot point yeah fistful of dollars yeah. which therefore is yojimbo yeah you know, yeah it's, yeah this is how similar, you know, you and I are. We both have this DVD set, and we've probably had it for years. You know what I mean? This one, I must admit, is a recent buy. I used to have all four of the Deathstalker movies copied, because I used to do that back in the day, copied from VHS yeah. cassette tapes onto my own cassette yeah. tape, and I was able to fit all of them onto one VHS tape, and I don't know what's happened to that yeah, tape yeah. now. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a pity. Well, you know, you know. But uh, right. what's it called? Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, I just sweeped my notes really quickly. Mm. In Deathstalker 1, there's this whole part with the women and the mud wrestling. Oh, yeah. That was a very 80s thing, mud wrestling. Yeah, Remember I, that? I, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure it's still in, but that was just, it, it feels, well, the whole movie, everyone has this kind of, all those men had this kind of roided up He-Man look. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting, too, seeing, you know what I like, man? I like... Sexy has always been, or sexy, alluring desire. It, 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 there's always been something like that per generation. Like throughout time, there's been a, oh, there's been a look, or there's several looks that just make, you know, people just so attracted yeah, to yeah, others. Yeah. And it just shows that, like, there was a sort of standard of, of a kind of, you know, how when you see beautiful women of another decade. Yeah. You know, there, there's something where you're like, of course they're beautiful, and there's something about the time that is shit. Like, you know, hair that's sort of feathered with bangs from the 70s. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's yeah, yeah. it's lovely. Like, yeah. you know, a woman is a woman is a woman. It's beautiful throughout time. But I, lo I love appreciating the little changes that happen per, you know, historic change yeah. of like how fashion changes and the hair changes over time. Yeah. 
that's just my little dreamy aside right there i love women yes yeah they are and you know i worship the we goddess, would not so. be here without any of them yeah, and yeah. we all could be every one of us could be much more conscious yeah. now that being said for all of my defense kinder. Of the original content of Deathstalker in terms of the problematic material, if I ever saw a man treating a woman like that, I would smack the shit out of him. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, do do what he does in the beginning of the movie, which is because he kills the guy who's robbed the woman and the guy's trying to rob the guy who robbed the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no. he's like, and now... But he just doesn't say anything. He just helps himself to her, and she kind of goes along with it. But it's like ah ah ah, you got it. You got to communicate. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> anything else to say about Deathstalker? Thank you so much, man. This was such a good fucking double dude. Feature. Thank you so much. I, I oh, you know what? I do. I do want to say one thing. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so because remember, I okay. Actually, I want to know some of the more some of the further notes. That this you is made. the thing when I take notes, I write down words, and then I don't know what they mean. Well, just like, just let's around okay. robin them real quick. Amy, okay, font. I like the font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the font, font was at the great. beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, mud wrestling. Uh, <laughs> that pig, happened. Pig fight. T- tweaker. Right. At the pig fight, oh, the yeah. tweaker. Uh, this guy who basically looks like a tweaker goes and, <laughs> you know, like With and stuff this... like that. And yeah, then he yeah, gets yeah. smashed. Yeah, that he gets cool. smashed to pieces by, cool. a, by a sledgehammer. And then, that yeah, was amazing. Tweaker fight, uh, you know, font again. Uh, uh. You know, licks fingers. Uh, there's this part where I wrote it's guy and then he runs away he does that like oh okay. what was that <laughs> it was that cave troll creature like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 just and then and then yeah. the 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 one uh, <laughs> I, I, for those of you who haven't seen this this is, a, this is probably just like what are they talking about but, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah it's just a little if you've seen the movie you'll know what well we're I mean about. you know like the way the kind of you know the podcast game works is you know Whoever's listening to this, chances are they watch Death Stalker and they just wanted to hear two guys talk about it. And right. it's like, hey, guy, what's up, dude? Hey, Welcome. Hey, Welcome guy. to my world. But, uh, okay, for, for on my second page, which was all Death Stalker 2, I wrote music. Oh, but, but new- before moving on to that, Go I ahead. just wanted to, did, did you write, I, I said, tell me about, remind me about fire. Right. So fire. I want to talk about that for a second. Right. Go ahead. Okay. So I. When I was younger, I think I didn't quite under. I mean, it's it's trippy when yeah. he goes to the wizard and then the final battle of Deathstalker one. This wizard clones himself into like twelve versions of himself, and that's very Enter the Dragon. You know, all the mirror images, mm. so he smashes them all down, and then the wizard makes his sword glow red hot, and it burns his palm. Yeah, and he looks at his hand, and it is burnt the fuck up. Yeah. So I suddenly saw this scene, and this is, I believe, when I last spoke about this, unfortunately, the audio did not go through. Right. So, so please I'll just I'll just quickly catch you all up. Here's a here's a little story as well um, uh, to cap off this whole experience. Uh, when we have injuries in life, that should be the lesson alone. But sometimes, especially when we're children and we have an accident, an unhinged and dysregulated adult will cast a narrative that makes you feel like you're at fault for having experienced an accident. So let me unpack that. When I was almost two years old, not even... In a freak moment of just pure accident, because we were at a campsite, there there had been a fire the night before, and there were some embers left in the ashes, and I just crawled too close to that. 
And it was just one random moment of being unsupervised, and I burned my hand. And it was, and, and my, yeah, I think I, I think probably my hand just got onto a coal, burnt the skin. Crazy, scary, of course, yeah. for everyone. And we had to rush me to the hospital, which was way the fuck far away from this campsite. So it was scary for everybody, but but it was taken care of. And, you know, I was probably best doctors in town, skin graft, the whole thing. But my father was so distraught over it and made such a fucking demonized thing that he would use it as kind of like a pawn to play on me throughout my life as like a no don't do that you'll just hurt yourself like when you blah 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 blah. so i grew up with a sense of shame about this burn and by the way it's it's something that you know when i when when i meet people you you don't really see it till i show yeah yeah yeah. i didn't notice it until you told me this yeah and it just honestly if if for those listening it, it almost looks like i i i have like just some soot or dirt just yeah. kind of left over on yeah. my palm. There's like yeah. a light dusting of... Like ju- not even, like from like a like a foot away even, you don't see anything. Like it's just kind of, yeah, you know... Yeah, I was, I'm very lucky, man. I mean, talk about, you know, I'd rather have this happen in the 1980s than 1180s. You yeah. know, like it, it may have been a whole different story before, yeah. you know, modern medicine. So thank you doctors who patched me up. They did a great job. What I learned over time is that, yes, the child in me who sustained the injury, of course, it was awful. It was it was a, a painful experience. And I was so young and such a natural creature yeah. that I was in tune with the next moment. And my mother tells me this. Like, before we even got to the hospital, I was apparently already over the crying and getting yeah. more, probably getting more to the napping and the, and the snacking part yeah, of the day. Yeah, yeah. And over the course of physical therapy, I would cry during the painful parts. Then I would laugh and have fun with the nurses during the the gleeful parts and the learning parts because I had to then use my left hand to do bilateral stimulation to keep, you know, there was a, yeah, it it was a good year of my life then had my hand in this glove basically because they had to do several operations. I mean, it was... It was a big deal. That's really intense for, you know... Very, very intense. so small to go through. Yeah, man. I think it kind of gave me uh, what they call, I think in therapy, as a medical trauma. Yeah. Um, Because they haven't figured out how to make any hospital feel very... Like a temple safe, you know? Like, like, don't worry. I mean, I I do think that doctors know what they're doing, but the vibe always scares me a bit because it just has this sort of sterile, scary, kind of barren environment. And and obviously, this was intense stuff. I'm being put under for all these operations and going through the whole thing. Anyway, this became a a source of shame and embarrassment, this burn on my hand. And then, gratefully, over time, I just began to kind of embrace it and, and enjoy it and in my early, early 20s, when I first started smoking weed, I listened to um, uh, William Vaughn, Fantasia on a Theme by Thomas Tellis, which is used in uh, Master and Commander during oh. that very... Remember the part when the guy commits suicide holding onto the cannonball I and haven't just jumps seen in? It, and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, anyway. Spoiler. Uh, well, no, uh, no, no, it's just, uh, not really. But it, yeah, anyway, it, it was this, it's this moving piece of, of like deep contemplative classical music. Yeah. The kind where you kind of feel like, you know, a little bit on the, on the verge of like my man Basil Polidorus kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. And I blew smoke onto my palm and made a promise with myself to never judge my hand again. And I haven't since. Wow. And it became, this is to me, 
my mark from nature, my granting of this is everything that marks me as mortal because yeah. mortal flesh will burn. Yeah. It also is my kiss of immortality right here. It's just it and and I can't explain it more than that except that, is that that's the thing. So watching Deathstalker today after years of not thinking about that scene He's put through tests by this wizard, and the wizard gives him the illusion that he has a torn up, burnt up hand. Yeah. And I know that feeling of, of also, because my dad had such a reaction to it that he made it, he made, he made, whether he meant to or not, I felt like my entire body was burnt up. Right. It's just my hand. Yeah. yeah. But I made this, I, I psychologically felt like, oh no, you know, because I had to match his fucking reaction. So it right. must be that I'm more burned than I am. You right, know? right. So... Munkar, the wizard, says to Deathstalker in that moment when he's got this burned hand, he's like, you'll, you know, something like, you'll never have the power, you can never, and I was like, oh my god, Munkar, the wizard, is all of my negativity that likes to creep in in some shame-based thing, like my burn, and then the uh, the witch woman comes in as sort of a savior, which is often, you know, that's the cool thing in the hero's story. Your your benefactor, some kind of, you know, benign spirit comes in and goes, no, but remember, yeah. you're better than that. Yeah. So that's your positive thought right there because she says, no, 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 he, you, he is the power and he can absolutely defeat you. I was like, what? Yeah. And the last thing he has to do is that the wizard pours out of his chalice a, a wall of fire yeah. And before he does that, he's like, you'll never have the power. And I love how Deathstalker, he just says this laconic phrase, which to me is great. He says, I don't want your power. I want this world rid of you. And I, I just, that's awesome. It's, yeah. it's like, cause yeah. people think like, oh, you, oh you, you can't rule this kingdom. I'm not interested in what you are holding on to. I'm interested in all of you being erased from my planet like fuck that's how i at least you know interpret that and then he walks into the wall of fire with total zen surety i'm just thinking man it it just it gave me a good feeling about all of my negativity and my feelings that that where i start shaming myself and i have this policing punishing super ego in my mind that's over me yeah it's like okay that's the wizard who's taunting me yeah. And, he, and then he's now casting a wall of fire. Yeah. And clearly, I just need to walk through it. And what's interesting is, as you were saying, that fireworks were going off because it's the weekend of 4th of July. Kids are in cages. Right. God bless America, everybody. Woo! Woo! Yeah. All right. No fault. Nope. Yeah. I haven't seen what. And since electing Trump, have you noticed any, just one day since he's been elected, any day that where maybe he's done anything negative for you, sir or madam? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Never yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, nope. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't fucked up once. Wake the fuck up, people! Yeah. Or maybe you are awake and you're just denying the fact that the shit that's going down is fucking evil and you know it. Yep. Okay? So, Alex, where can the good people... Wait, you want to hear my fire story really quickly? Yes. When I was, like, 13 or 12, mm-hmm. I almost burned down my entire house. Mm. And because I was, like, burning action figures with gasoline, and then all of a sudden the gasoline, like, exploded oh my and stuff. God. And then the fire department came, and my parents were so mad. Oh. And my parents are really angels and stuff. And I had to go to the fire department and watch a video of this kid that burned down his entire neighborhood. Oh, And he was talking about how, like... Shit. Yeah, and... Uh, but only, like, a small portion of the backyard burned down. But I was really lucky. Thank you, God or goddess or whatever. Damn. Or great spirit or whatever. Um, Alex, where can the good people find you? They can always find me at Twitter at Castaway Clown. 
Awesome. Very, very good. Listen, folks, Deathstalker. Woohoo! God bless America. Let's try to be better, guys. Right? Here, here. And uh, free the kids. Free the fucking kids. That's all I have. Free the kids. Protect the kids. Reunite them with their actual families. If it can be done. Yes. I really hope it can. Yes. Wild7 represent. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nasred. Email me at Nasredpodcast at gmail.com. And visit me at Nasred.com for all of your Nasred needs. And please do like, share, and subscribe on iTunes. And leave me a beautiful review. And buy a Wild7 Productions t-shirt. 10% of the proceeds go to Children Incorporated. Goodbye, you sword and sorcery Alex. What would you Friends.